Scared money don't make money. ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Coming at you on a Monday after uh, one of one of those weekends, man. One of those weekends in sports. One of those weekends when rivalry rivalry week in college football opened up the college landscape. One of those weekends when I admittedly was so busy yesterday, I didn't really have time to watch any. I watched a little bit of the end of the the, the, the Browns-Ravens game, which apparently was a turnover fest. I didn't really watch much NFL. Saints played last Thursday. Yeesh. Rolling out a Hall of Fame game preseason roster on offense. College football dominated the weekend, both on and off the field. I mean... Here we are on Monday, week of of championship week, conference championship week in college football. You're coming off a weekend where Michigan stomped Ohio State. Hey, I've been critical of Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, shout out, Wolverines getting it done. Where Coach Joe coached his last game as an LSU Tiger and will not coach him in the bowl game, and ran off and said, I'm going to Destin. Very different than after you win a Super Bowl. I'm going to Disney World, and going to Destin. Where UL defeats ULM, if you got them, smoke them. Cigars. Senior day. Not the best performance of the season, but as Coach Napier said afterwards, Hope the somewhat subpar performance doesn't take away from the incredible senior class. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State bedlam. A lot of turnovers by OU. Oklahoma State hangs on. Lincoln Riley says after the game, I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU, shooting down unsubstantiated reports that he was going to catch a flight to Baton Rouge and be announced as the next head coach of LSU if Oklahoma loses the game. I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. Oh, really? Some snickered, ah, he's just doing what Saban did, right? Back when Saban was with the Miami Dolphins and said, I'm not going to be the next head coach at Alabama. It was a little different because that was like weeks later when he said, I can't tell you how pleased I am to be the head coach at Alabama. Remember Alabama wanted to hire Rich Rodriguez, who's now calling plays for ULM. Took the job, then didn't, and then they ended up getting Saban. They say it worked out well for him. My point is, guys, where, where, do you, where do you even begin with a weekend like that? Because yesterday was wild. 
Billy Napier accepts the job at Florida. He will be the next head coach of the Florida Gators. A press conference is scheduled for this Sunday. Coach is coaching this week. Still the head coach of Louisiana this week, coaching the team in the Sunbelt Conference Championship game. You know, I saw, and I wrote about this over at ESPNLafayette.com, also ESPN Lafayette app. Really, when a coach leaves a program, you can have a reaction like when Lane Kiffin left Tennessee and he had to get a police escort to the airport because it was just complete anarchy. You can have mixed reaction where some fans are upset, others are saying, you know what, I appreciate it, but wish you'd want it to stay with us, don't feel too good about it. You can have what you had yesterday in and around Acadiana, which was, for the most part, overwhelming gratitude. I mean, there's a lot of different things on my timeline on social media. I didn't see any that was like, oh, whatever, Billy, go ahead, leave. It was... Very much one of gratitude, appreciation from UL fans that figured the day was coming at some point. News broke. Others have been talking about Florida for a little while. And yesterday became more of an official status in Ross Dellinger reported yesterday that Scott Strickland went to interview Billy at his house Tuesday, and then that was it. Said, I don't need to interview anyone else. Now, in the world of college football, how much is real? How much is fake? Were there other interviews? Were there not? You know, at LSU right now, a lot of folks are wondering what's happening. Has LSU just kept a tight lint on it, or are they in deep danger? More on that coming up later. More on that coming up later. We're going to have open phone lines this morning as well. Oh, and Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is returning to the sidelines for Oklahoma to coach the team in the bowl game. It's not going to be a permanent thing. When Lincoln Riley says, yeah, I'm not going to LSU, they were just, they, apparently the media was just asking the wrong questions Saturday night in Stillwater. Like, well, are you going somewhere else? He told his team Sunday he was leaving to go to USC, and the reports are that the players and many on his staff were stunned because they were not expecting it at all. And you hear a lot of, well, why wouldn't he go to USC? Why would he want to go to the SEC where it's harder and it's this and that? Whatever the reason is, he's gone. There are a lot of people that argue beforehand that a coach is going somewhere, and as soon as they decide not to, there's a lot of other reasons why they didn't. Oh, well, he would love to go there. He'd be a perfect fit. Oh, of course he didn't want to go there. Why would he? It's difficult, and he can do something else there. It's like, eh. The pendulum swings in the world of college football coaching quite a bit. There are a lot of dominoes that fall. Many fell this weekend. But the pendulum swings furthest on social media and message boards. But it's just out of control. Absolutely out of control. And yeah, and now Bob Stoops will coach Oklahoma in the national championship game, which is wild. Stoops has been a part-time special assistant 
with the Sooners since he retired in 2017. His brother, turns out, may, may end up heading to Baton Rouge. We'll see. Because at Boone Pickin Stadium in Stillwater, Oklahoma State was playing, calling Baton Rouge during timeouts early in the game to try to troll Oklahoma. Ah, he's leaving. Well, he was leaving. He's going in the other direction. As I said, a lot to get into this morning. Talk about some of the reaction from the fan bases, the latest, the amount of openings that there currently are in college football, and they're quite a bit, including one at Louisiana. I'll tell you what Dr. Maggard had to say to us last night, Louisiana Raging Cajun Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics, also known as the AD. He shared his thoughts on Napier's uh, upcoming exit, as well as what he'd be looking for in a new head coach. It was, it was wild, man. It was wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> Emails will be open this morning. Scott at ESPN1420.com is the email address. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter at ESPN Lafayette. That's the handle. And you can call in the show after this next break. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Ten after the hour. I used to watch wrestling. Don't really watch it much anymore, but I used to watch wrestling. And in each wrestling match, you try to tell a story, right? I'll explain to you how what's happening at LSU right now is telling a story in a wrestling match. Plus... Billy Napier, his message to Raging Cajun fans, the Acadiana community, and you will. You'll hear that next right here. It's the Great Scott Show coming at you on a Monday. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Hold it now. All right, welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Phone lines are open for you now, 269-1077-337-269-1077. Louisiana's got a game on Saturday, guys, against App State. Don't forget that. Sunbelt Conference Championship game, 2.30. You know... Dr. Maggard yesterday talked to us via a Zoom press conference and 
said, you know, a lot of these things are, um, a lot of times days like this are bittersweet. He said, you know, today's more sweet than bitter. He said he was happy, proud, glad, knew a day like this could come. And uh, he was asked about Scott Strickland, the AD at Florida. Actually, I mean, I guess he was asked a little bit about the process. He kind of brought up Scott Strickland, if I remember correctly, um, unprovoked. But he wanted to give he, – he said, look, what, what I appreciated was that before he came to Lafayette on Tuesday to interview Billy, he called me first and gave me a heads up, said that that's something that, you know, and and the college football coaching industry, which is littered with secrecy that's not – not always the case. He appreciated that. And of course, he was asked about what he might be looking for the next head coach. And all I can tell you is, in so many words, he he didn't rule anything out. He didn't rule anything out. He was asked about, you know, could... Are you ruling out somebody currently on the staff? He said, absolutely not. He said, are you looking for an offensive-minded coach that might have come from the tree of Saban? Like, really, Napier? He said, not necessarily. He wasn't going to, you know, check off two boxes and just leave it at that. You know, he said, it's, it's what it'll always be. It's what it'll always be. It'll be somebody that's got good relationships that can recruit in the area. It'll be someone that will prioritize the academic success, a relentless recruiter, their ability to build positive relationships, be successful. Says he wants a proven winner, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's somebody that's already been a head coach. Coach Napier, not a head coach when he was hired. And remember, you know, Baggert kept a pretty tight lid on it last go-round. It wasn't like Napier was this name the Cajun fans were talking about for a week or so leading up to it. It kind of just, you know, news broke less than 24 hours before it happened. But prior to that, you know, a lot of Brent Pry, there were some other names thrown out there. There wasn't truly anything pointing toward Napier. Kept a tight lid on it. More on that in a minute. As I said, phone lines are open. 269-1077 if you want to jump in on the show. Let's get to the phone lines right now. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. How are you? Doing good, Scott. Like you said, bittersweet day. We always wanted yesterday to come, but when it came, it was still sort of uh, unusual because it never happened in my life. I've been a fan for 60 years or <laughs> 50-something years. But anyway... Um, as far as the uh, possible replacements go, it would not surprise me if whoever he's looking for has an Alabama connection in some way. And the other thing, when he says it's a proven winner, that means if it's someone who's actually coming as a coordinator, he's coming from a very successful program. Uh, and so that is that. But I have another suggestion that I think would be good for college football. And that would be move the early signing date to August 15th. Basketball has it in November 15th, uh, before the season even starts. And we would do the same in college football. And I think it would allow 
fan bases, administrators, everything, to go back to the idea we'll make decisions when the season ends. Instead of having this idea where half the teams in the country, their coaches are either getting fired or he's getting hired a new job, and it, it, it's a distraction. And I think it's, uh, I don't think it's good for the, for the game. And I actually talked to uh, uh, somebody pretty close to the Cajun program the other day, and he said, believe it or not, that might happen one day. Um, because of the, the, nobody ex- expected the impact it was having to the coaching carousel when they made it December 15th. The reason is December 15th, it was all, that was all with the JUCO guys who had already graduated. And now, so let's just make it a high school uh, guys, too. Mike, Mike, I'm sorry to do this to you. I, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to have Billy on this morning, and I just got word he is going to come on. So I'm going to go ahead and clear out the line so we can talk to Coach Napier. Okay, great. Uh, ask him that question if he thinks that'd be a good I'll, move. I'll, I'll see you. if I'll see if I can do it, man. I got a lot on the list, but I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, guys, sit tight. We're gonna play uh, Coach's favorite Beastie Boys song. We'll be right back in about thirty seconds with Coach Billy Napier. Uh, Grace Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, 23 after the hour. And joining us now is Coach Billy Napier on the phone lines. Good morning, Coach. I know it's a, it's a busy time for you, but I appreciate you making the time. How are you? Scott, it wouldn't be a Monday, man, without jumping on a call with you, buddy. I, I appreciate you uh, covering the cages. Well, look, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you this, Coach. What's, what's the last like been for you and, and your family? The last week, uh, you know, I mean, heck, we we uh, working hard to to try and uh, beat ULM. Heck, that's what we've been working on. But uh, you know, I think that uh, some of these things that um, were taking place, obviously, we tried to compartmentalize those. You know. Uh, allocate time that didn't take away from the team i mean you know obviously it's a challenge but um you know they're 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 a challenge it's it's a very difficult thing obviously we've had a couple of years um experience doing it uh, but I, I would say this you know these are these are difficult decisions because they affect hundreds of people right not just myself and my family so um you know ali's been great um the kids uh, have been great, but um, you know the big thing is there's a lot of lot of prayer and uh, certainly a lot of conversations uh, with you know the people that you trust you know that have a, have a lot more wisdom than I have. But um, you know it, it's it's um, 
nothing easy about it. You know, it's it's a strange set of emotions relative to being excited about the, taking on the next challenge, but also some of the things that come with that that are very difficult. Have you had time to, to reflect on your time in Lafayette or has the job, since you made the decision, or has the job just been a bit too busy in, in preparation and, as you said, just everything else with the schedule to kind of allow for that at this point in time anyway? Yeah, I think it's hard, Scott. I really do. I think, um, you know, I think that you there's just enough time in every day to do the job, you know, if that makes sense. And I think um, – I hate to say it, but one of the reasons we've been able to have success is we've focused on just that, right, doing the work. So, um, you know, making sure that uh, all the people uh, in our building are um, staying focused on the task at hand, working hard for each other, um, you know, being accountable, uh, and certainly doing it to our standard and our expectations. So, um, you know, there'll be a time for that down the road, and certainly – Saturday was a great experience just from uh, some of the memories that you have for these those specific seniors, you know, just having a chance to be around all those guys for several years uh, and observe them growing up, um, you know, all the, you know, all the memories along the way with those specific people, because that's what it's about, right? Um, it's about the people that we've had a chance to work with, players and staff and certainly the people in the community that we've become great friends with. Um, but, you know, days like Senior Day, uh, that's what they're for. And, and certainly um, that this group of seniors is a very special group to me. And Saturday was a great day in that regard. You said after the win that you were hoping that, you know, you gave credit to ULM. You did call the, the Cajuns' performance somewhat subpar by your standards and you were hoping that that wouldn't take away from the great senior class. Uh, what, what, for whatever comes next at UL, and, and we don't know what that is, what kind of foundation do you feel like the senior class is, is going to be leaving for what comes next? Well, I, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, I think I, I've told them Friday uh, and tried to express to them again after the game, you know, um, the, the first thing is I think we've gotten to a level around here where we believe we can do it, you know, that uh, there's an expectation uh, and a confidence that uh, you should be a contender every year and you should be in position to compete for championships. And what that took was it took individual players believing, right? It took um, uh, players on the team, uh, staff members within the building, and this group of, of players in particular – I think at some point or another, their confidence, their belief in themselves and each other and our process uh, allowed for that, you know. And then I think their commitment to do the work, um, because it's certainly not easy, and uh, most importantly, uh, their example, right, really uh, thankful and specifically thank, thank them for that Friday in the team meeting and certainly after the game for the example that they have set, right, not only – uh, with their uh, production on the field, but this their overall approach, they've done it the right way as men uh, with character and integrity. Um, they've been a great example when it comes to uh, discipline, work ethic, toughness, um, and, and unbelievable 
uh, teammates, you know, uh, great, great leaders in that regard. So, you know, a lot of great stories in this group, but I'm thankful for their beliefs. I'm thankful for their commitment. And I'm certainly thankful for their example. Coach Billy Napier, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Sounds like a lot of emotion, Coach, just over the last week for various reasons. You mentioned talking to the seniors Friday again Saturday night. I'm sure there were emotions yesterday. Uh, you call the team meeting. Uh, I, I, my guess is to tell your, your players what your plans are moving forward and what your next job will be. I, I'm guessing you don't want to uh, to share everything you told them, but could you at least share maybe what the underlying message was to them and, and what that was like as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, um, you know, it's hard. You know, I think it's specifically hard for a lot of the young players on the team that have uh, time left, right? They've got um, great, uh, bright future in front of them. And certainly, um, you know, they're just individual each one of those guys in that room are an individual. They're, they're in different places in life, right? And I think that we've worked hard around here to try to have a place that impacts them in a lot of different ways, not just football. But um, and you know, it's it's tough to break that news to them, you know, and um, you know, give them insight into what that what that looks like and how hard that is, and um, you know trying to make them understand what what goes with those decisions but um in general um you know it's hard right because um you know part of me heck i i uh i want to continue to be a part of those guys lives and and, uh help them you know i think that's why i coach i coach for the players um and certainly we've got an unbelievable group of players in that room so uh, but, you know, I told him, I said, look, I'm I'm here the rest of your life, man. You're going to be able to pick up the phone and call me um, next week, next month, and five years from now. And, uh, you know, I'm here for you. So, uh, you know, good and bad, right? I mean, you got a lot of, a lot of guys that understand and certainly excited for you. And uh, the bottom line is they help you helped us get here right and uh, certainly this opportunity is a reflection of them um and i'll forever be indebted for to them for that coach billy napier our guest espn lafayette i'm scott prather i know you're uh you're coaching them this week you got a conference championship game uh just a more of a bookkeeping question coach is there a plan to, to coach them in the bowl game or or is this is this the final week for uh for billy napier at ul you know, I think um, that that's a, to be determined. You know, I think a lot of that conversation will be um, based off the, you know, the current. You know, I'll, I'll have some conversations with the players. Heck, we're we're um, crossing these bridges as we get to them right sure. now. And um, you know, I think the big thing is we've got work left to do here, right? And uh, that that was. I think the big thing for me was that was the commitment that we made with some of the leaders on the team is that let's get this out of the way uh, so we can turn the page. And when they walk in the building today, that we can turn our attention to uh, what should be um, an incredible experience on Saturday for this entire community, the university, 
uh, in uh, all of Acadiana, right? Everybody that cares about uh, the University of Louisiana and the Raging Cajuns uh, and this, you know, that pride that we all have, right, and that makes this an incredible place, um, you know, and this incredible team of people uh, that have contributed to all this hard work that we've done on Saturday is, you know, um, it's an opportunity to celebrate that and put the ball down and compete and play our tail off for all of these people. Um, and that's what we intend to do. Sunbelt Conference Championship 230 at Cajun Field this Saturday. You, your staff, your players, you've accomplished a lot of goals in the last 46 months, Coach, since you got here. But one that's still on the list, one box that hadn't been checked, is that outright conference championship that only belongs to Louisiana. That opportunity is here this Saturday. You've got a lot of things you got to do to, to win it, but what is number one on the list if you're going to accomplish that goal Saturday? What's atop that list above everything else in your mind? Well, number one on the list is, you know, what I'm going to do when I hang this phone up, right? And that's focus on the work throughout the week. You know, we've got to have incredible preparation. You know, we got to do Monday better than it's ever been done before, you know. Um, and then we'll move on to the next day, right? So I think it's a singular focus on uh, what's next. Um, and then, you know, I think we play best when we have – uh, confidence, and I think confidence comes from great preparation. Uh, so we need to manage all the logistics and distractions of the game and focus on how we prepare, how we practice, the mental intensity that we bring each day, uh, the, in- the intentional and deliberate approach to practice, uh, and certainly the self-discipline that we have throughout the week so that we can be at our best. So, you know, that that's what that's the most important thing. It always is, and it always will be. So uh, we've got a formula around here in terms of how we win games. Our, our players completely understand that. So, uh, But I'm going to hang up the phone here and get to work and try to do the, my absolute best job for this group of players. Um, and I told them yesterday that was my commitment to them, and, and that's what we're going to do. You beat App State earlier this year. How much do you take away from that game or, or guard against it, right? Because it was a, a performance where you guys won 41-13. You can learn things from that, but you also don't want it to really have any, I guess, input or get in the minds of your team that it's it's going to somehow be the same, right? Well, I think that what we've got to make sure we understand is nothing that happened back early in the season is going to affect the game Saturday, right? Uh, the team that plays the best on Saturday is going to win the game. And um, we've got to go play winning football. We know what winning football looks like. Uh, this is a very specific matchup. You know, there's going to be one-on-one matchups all over the field, and uh, we've got to win our fair share of them. And the collective effort of our offense, defense, and game changers, you know, is is uh, got to you know we got to find a way to win the game. So um, we've been a team here, um, and we found lots of different ways to win. And Saturday will be no different. You know, we're going to have to work hard to um, try to position the team to have success. So um, you know, nothing that's happened in the past is going to affect today or uh, Saturday. 
It's going to really be about what happens this week. And when we put the ball down and start playing, uh, we got to go earn the right to win. I have two more questions for you, Coach. I know I'm, I'm cutting into your schedule, and uh, you've got the tiers. you got it mapped out throughout the day and throughout the week. Um, one about Florida and the last one about UL. Uh, you have had teams approach you in recent years. It hasn't been a secret. What was different about this opportunity with with Florida as opposed to others? Well, I think, um, you know, first of all, um, you know, you don't just make these decisions in a couple of days. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, there's, all, there's always um, a lot of thought and effort and um, prayer that goes into these things throughout the entire year. You know, you're always kind of gauging where you're at and what's next and, um, you know, praying for uh, clarity, right, relative to um, where you need to be, um, what's the next challenge. Um, and certainly last couple of years, I had conviction about staying here. Um, you know, my interactions with the Florida administration were unbelievable. Um, you know, their belief in what we do um, you know, the, the fit relative to what they feel like they need. Uh, and, you know, at an institution like the University of Florida, the, the caliber of education, um, the class of the university and the community of Gainesville, um, and certainly the history and tradition and the high expectations uh, and the capability of winning. Um, and... You know, I, I just have a lot of, you know, I had a lot more clarity about this situation um, relative to ones in the past. So, um, and, you know, their commitment, right? I mean, I think uh, it'll it'll become public at some point or another, but their commitment to doing what we know works, and that's uh, assembling an unbelievable staff, um, you know, creating an incredible infrastructure uh, that, you know, we'll provide resources that can help impact the players, right? And that's what it's about. I think um, they were willing to invest in the student-athlete experience. Um, and, you know, certainly I, I would like to say that that's one of the things that our administration has done here and that we've done here. We've created a, a really special student-athlete experience um, that, you know, helps change lives. And that's certainly what we'll try to do at the University of Florida. Coach, I appreciate it. My final thing for you, uh, and then I know you got to get to work. You had a great uh, message of gratitude you shared yesterday with the administration, your team, the fans, um, and a lot of the reaction that I saw from everyone was was also gratitude, right? A lot of people thanking you. Um, before I let you get out of here, what, what is your message to the fans, to the community, to the area, um, aside from I know you're going to say we'll see a Cajun field this Saturday, but aside from that, what is what is your message uh, to them for what the last four plus years have been like for you and your family? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, you know you can't. It's hard to put it into words. Um, you know, just how thankful when a community uh, embraces your family. Um, you know, your wife, your kids, and, and certainly not only you, but 
your all the people that you brought with you, right, and and their families. And uh, we talk about culture, uh, but uh, this is a unique and very special place, uh, and it's that way because of the people, right? Uh, it's that way because of the values, right? And I think that um, I think it's been special because. There's a lot of common ground, right? The importance of people, the importance of going out of your way to help others. Um, And certainly there's a a level of pride uh, in terms of representing the university, the community, uh, and this unique group of people in this uh, Cajun culture the right way. Um, So uh, it was incredible. And I'm certainly thankful for that. Coach Napier, I appreciate you always being generous with your time. These uh, these Monday talks are always something I look forward to. And uh, all the best to you, Allie, and the kids. I know you still got work to do here. I know you're working on that conference championship. But uh, all the best when you do get over to Gainesville, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Thank you, Scott. I'll see you around, buddy. All right. That is Louisiana head football coach Billy Napier, soon to be Florida Gators head football coach Billy Napier. And I appreciate him doing that, you know, coming on and said he'd come on with me every Monday, win or lose, whenever they have a a normal game week, right when they're playing on Saturday. And, um, you know, normal game week, it's a, (laughs) I don't know that, that you would describe it as normal, certainly not routine. It's a conference championship. And, he was announced yesterday as the next head coach of Florida, but it's great talking to him and um, hearing his message to the community. It was good. It's good. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll take a timeout. We'll be right back. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Well, it's a taking on the bell on one, two, three. If you want to move around and come see me, I got the self-fit. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Big thanks to Coach Napier for coming on there. We'll open up phone lines at 269-1077-269-1077. Got a chance to um, see Coach Napier tonight. If you're listening, they will have a Louisiana Athletics Live at Pete's on Johnston Street tonight. Coach Napier will uh, will be there. He'll be visiting with uh, with Jay Walker. So if you're listening and uh, you want to see Coach Napier or let him know um, how you feel about him and the job he's done and everything else, you can be there tonight. There's going to be some big prizes. The year's grand prizes will be awarded. Uh, you can listen here on ESPN Lafayette between 6 and 7 and uh, online at RagingCajuns.com slash live. It's happening tonight. All right. Let's head back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Hey, good morning, Scott. Yes. Scott, Scott, I just heard you and Coach Napier, and I listened very well. I want to say these things. Uh, Coach, if you're listening, Coach Mitchell, I appreciate you and the family and for the things that you have done here at UL. And the opportunity came. 
and you had to make a decision. And I respect that decision. Again, I thank you for what you've done for the university, for football here at UL. With that said, to all of us, what has happened to our coach here, this is normal. To those who understand college football and football in general, our sports. Guys, every year we go through this carousel, we call it, where coaches either get fired, they get hired, or they get relieved of their duties and their responsibilities for whatever the universities, athletic directors, presidents, and them all decide on when it's time to make a change. With what, with what, with that said, that has occurred here, and now we've been impacted again because we've been through this here at UL. With that said, I want to say to us all, I want to turn our focus on this coming Saturday night, and I'm gonna wrap this up. Coach Napier, I think that's why he probably wanted to get off this phone today, because he knows that this Saturday night is so important to this university and our athletic situation here that he has to go to work, and that's what he's going to do. Now, we need to turn our focus to Saturday night in App State. Guys and girls, App State is not going to be no easy victory. This is going to be a situation, <laughs> and, and Coach Napier and I'm going to try to figure this out. So all of that said, y'all, let's all thank him. And let's hope that Mr. Naggart and our athletic director and them can go do their due diligence and find that replacement person that want to continue that culture that Coach Napier and them have laid down. And if anybody follows that, that, that culture type situation, he's laid the roadmap for the next coach. I'm going to throw a name at y'all right now. He's in the house right now. Hey, Matt Vietor, won't you put your name down for the job? You're a Louisiana boy, and you're in the house. Matt, won't you put your name down? Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Don't know if that's where it's heading. but uh, And just for clarity, it is a big game Saturday. It's not Saturday night. It's Saturday afternoon. 2.30 kickoff at Cajun Field. Um, Yeah, who's the next head coach going to be? I'll say this. I think Dr. Maggard has made really good head coaching hires uh, since he has taken over. I mean, Christy Gray in just her first year as a volleyball coach, I thought she did a, a, a great job. I know Lance Key and, and the soccer team didn't have the, the season that they were they were shooting for, but you see what he's planning there. You see what he's growing. Obviously, Jerry Glasgow and the job that he's done as a softball coach I mean, Coach, you know, Dr. Maggard has made some some really good hires. Really good hires. And, he'll, you know, Billy Napier is the most notable of all of them, clearly. Uh, but, you know, Maggard's not, if, if he had made some really terrible hires, you're not going to hear me saying he's made good hires. But he has. He's made good ones. And um, he's got another challenge in front of him. And I'm sure he's got a checklist that he wants to go down. But they've got an established culture now. It's, you know, I said this yesterday. Whoever the next head coach is going to be is stepping into a team that's ranked in the top 25 and atop the Sun Belt. They're, they're, it, it's, not, it's not a reset. Yeah, I know. I think I tweeted yesterday. It's been a heck of a ride. Well, the, ride's, the ride's not over. Really, Napier kind of got the ride started with the way he's doing things. 
One more phone call before uh, we get set for the 8 o'clock hour. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Good morning, Scott. What's up? Hey, what's, what's crazy is, like, if you'd have told me, like, 20-some-odd years ago that the, the head coach of uh, Louisiana's football team is going to be leaving to go to Florida, <clears throat> I would have said you were crazy, you know? Yeah, just, yeah, and and I think I think you would have taken it a step further beyond crazy if I had told you, and he'll you know have turned down other you know that, other exactly. SEC jobs oh. and interests from other schools in previous years, uh, and 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 remain at UL for you know two years beyond whenever you know he didn't get. It's not like those calls came coming after year one. In year one, the Cajuns were you know five hundred. What were they seven and seven? Uh, when all was said and done, but 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 they started coming after year two, certainly last year and now. So uh, he's he's waited right. his time, and uh, obviously this was one that checked all the boxes. Exactly. You got to give it to him. He could have left to go to like some secondary school. You know, I'm not trying to dog the schools or anything. But this guy left to go to Florida. That's like you know, he he did his time. He maintained success, and like he he was a he proved that he could do it. To get to a bigger school, he could have done like thousands of other coaches that left for like you know, I don't know Mississippi State or so, something to that effect. It, you know, it was unusual to say the least, but uh, that's part of what, what's made him successful. And he's going to have great success at Florida. I, I don't think it's going to happen year one. Don't get me wrong; the Gators aren't going to be bad year one, right? But but it's it's. He change he he builds and changes cultures and he's got incredible management skills as a head coach and clearly you know he didn't divulge the details of what that contract looks like but he said when I asked him you know why why this one and not others he said they were committed to staff right I think autonomy of staff is really big for a coach and I think it's why he pulled his name I guess out of some previous candidacies whenever schools approached him. Uh, my guess is they're gonna they're gonna give him the tools and and by year by years three by years four I mean he's they're they're gonna be they're gonna be one of the better teams in the country I I fully believe that Coach Napier will win a national championship at Florida at some point it's not gonna happen next year it's not gonna happen year two but it will happen and I know I know we'll get an LSU next hour I know there's some at LSU that wish that they had gone after him hard or this or that look he would have done that there too. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm not like it's not hard to yeah. to get the talent in LSU or Florida, and he's already an excellent recruiter. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, it's just not the, the management side of it. I think as a head coach, it's extreme. Like people t- say this a lot. Well, you know, Saban. You know, look at his staff. There's turnover, or they're coaching other places, or this coaching tree or that. One thing Saban's always done well, and he's 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 the goat. I'm not suggesting that that Billy is Nick Saban right now. I mean, Billy's in his early 40s, Saban's 70. But one thing Saban has done great as a college coach is how he has coached coaches. You know what I mean? Like, the management side of, 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 of a head coach at a program, the amount of pots that you have to put your hands in constantly to make that thing work and, and, and make, you know, the best meal possible in the kitchen – that's just something he's 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 really talented at, and I'm not. I, I I see people saying there's no guarantee you'll have success. Blah blah blah. Look, there's no guarantee of anything. I just know that based on what I've seen the last several years, I don't know that there's ever been a coach where I said, yeah, if they leave this Sun Belt team, they're going to go win a national championship. I, I I've never said that prior to this because I, 
That's how good I think Billy Napier is. Um, it's not going to happen year one or two, but uh, give it some time, and, and he's going to he's going to have yeah, a ton of success sure. at Florida. He is. Uh, he, he's he's proven that you know he can maintain success. Anyways, it's so like you, you kind of have to like you think about oh he, he's going to Florida, but a coach from UL is going to Florida to be the head coach. That's just like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, but, but, it's kind of hard. The, the last thing I'll add to that, David, is like, it's not, it, you said if I had told you 20 years ago, you'd be like, oh, that's insane. But if I had told you that two weeks ago, you would have been like, well, yeah, right? That, that's the thing. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's not a surprise now, which means it's, you know, it's not some overnight quick thing. It's, it's It was something right. built with the foundation. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. All right, thank you, Scott. Appreciate the call, brother. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two of the great Scott show coming your way. How... What Scott Woodward is doing right now at LSU is playing out like a wrestling match. We just don't know how the match is going to end yet. I'll explain. More on Coach Napier and UL and all of the coaching dominoes right now. There are a lot of openings around college football. The crazy weekend that was on the gridiron and off the gridiron in the world of college sports. We're breaking it all down. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Great Scott Show, the great sports callers, open think tank. Happy to have you with me this morning. It is a a Monday, a busy Monday. We uh, talked to Coach Billy Napier last hour. Appreciate him coming on. Obviously, he's been the uh, heavy topic of discussion, not just here in the Acadiana area, but also a topic of discussion over in Baton Rouge, across South Louisiana, across the SEC, across college football. It was college football's weekend. That's what it was. It was college football's weekend. From the games that were very entertaining to the coaching carousel, which plays out like a soap opera or reality TV, only reality TV is scripted and college football is not. Right? It's not. I was talking to Dr. Maggard yesterday, VP of Intercollegiate Athletics for Louisiana, also known as Athletic Director. And, you know, he was... What he closed out his conversation. He talked about, you know, the process and Coach Napier going and what he's looking for in the next head coach and everything like that. And he ended it by saying, I just want to let all you guys know, if you don't hear it from me, it's not true, right? 
essentially trying to remind us he's keeping a tight lid on it, which other people will say that, and and a lot of ADs say that, and some they could say it, but you know they might leak something out here or there or do whatever. I, I just had to be reminded of when he hired Jerry Glasgow or when he hired Billy Napier, especially Napier. Kind of came out of left field. It wasn't like he was a name on a list that people kept going over and over and sat and searing through. And oh, is it this or is that or is it this guy? It's got to be this guy, right? Oh, maybe they went to New York. Oh, maybe he interviewed Brent Pry here or there. Wait a minute. Who's it going to be? Billy Napier? Who's that? Okay, at Arizona State. Okay, he has a pretty good coaching tree. Okay, was that Alabama? Okay, was that Clemson? Okay, this. Okay, Colorado State. Okay, all right. Okay. Hey. My point is he kept a tight lid on it. And right now, when it comes to LSU, there are two lines of thinking. There is the panic, Armageddon, LSU has screwed everything up. What the hell is Scott Woodward doing? To he's kept a really, really tight lid on it. He's kept a really, really tight lid on it. So a lot of people are claiming they know what's happening. They're claiming they have sources. They're claiming they know this or that, but really they're just frequenting lots of message boards or they hear from a friend of someone on the staff that says, man, I'm telling you, this is, this is a reliable source and it's, it's definitely happening. I'll say this. I've heard from plenty of people in the Baton Rouge media that have told me Woodward does keep a very, very tight lid on things. Right? Comment on this. Comment on that. What do you think about this? If if you don't know anything, why comment? A time is coming. And when I say why comment, look, comment on, I commented yesterday. I think reports out there, if they're accurate, that LSU didn't strongly pursue Napier, I feel like they're, they're going to regret it. I feel like he would have done great things there. Whether he would have taken the job or not, who knows? There's certainly reports out there of Lincoln Riley. He was going to be going to LSU. If you believe him, okay, it's it's Armageddon time. It's, oh, my God, he chose USC over LSU, and what the hell is going on? If you think Scott Woodward has a tight lid on this thing, it is a wrestling match. Now, wrestling, right, sports entertainment, scripted television, it's scripted. College football isn't. But if you're comparing it to this, right now, Woodward is either going to just be a jobber in this instance, and he's just getting beat all over the ring, and then they're about to put a finisher on him, and LSU's going to, quote, settle for someone. LSU fans, I hope it's not Bill O'Brien. Or he's going to have a surprise RKO out of nowhere or roll up or something and win the match and shock everyone and pull something out of his hat that perhaps he's had there the whole time. Perhaps it's someone still coaching and perhaps he has kept the tight lid on this thing. There are two lines of thinking. I would say that the, 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 the panic line of thinking and, oh my God, what is happening? You're blowing this. That one's probably a little stronger. Now, that might just be my perception because that's what you see more of on social media. Is is, is Woodward about to just roll someone up out of nowhere or is he going to continue to get beat down? Is he about to make this epic comeback, kick out at two and a half and win a championship or no? Brad Davis, by the way, will coach LSU in a bowl game. Looks like they're going to go bowling, but... That coach show, I'm going to Destin. <laughs> in, in the South, man, no matter how much wealth you got, it's going to Destin. 
And he walks out of there with his younger girlfriend to end his final press conference as LSU head coach. They will pay him $16.9 million in installments moving forward. Had some questions about uh, the buyout for Coach Napier. Uh, It is a $3 million buyout. There was some language in his contract that stipulated that if there was a change in the administration or if, if Maggard was not there or Savoy, then I think Savoy, I know for certain Maggard, that, that, con, that, that, that language in the contract, right, if they were not there, then if Napier left, there would not be a buyout, right? But a $3 million buyout that doesn't have to be paid for by UL. They're not firing him. He's going to Florida. Florida's going to pay it. So Florida's going to pay a $12 million buyout to Dan Mullen to go away, a $3 million buyout to UL. No word yet on if that will come in a single check or in installments. Hope to have an answer on that soon. And then they'll pay, obviously, whatever they're paying Billy and his staff and and the contract details have not been released yet. You know, Billy's got a good agent. He's he's got a good agent and from what I understand there's a lot of transparency he has with his agent. His agent's name is uh, Ed Renovitz. He's part of uh, CAA, one of the bigger agencies in all of athletics. And, you know, again, talk a lot at no point did he tell his agent, get me out of here, get me to this school, get me to that school. He just waited, waited his time. Waited his time. Emails. You can hit me up, Scott at ESPN1420.com tomorrow. That'll be Scott at ESPNLafayette.com for the record. But uh, Scott at ESPN1420.com, that's what it is today. I got some emails I'm going to get here into in a minute. If you want to get on the show, 269-1077, 269 269- one zero seven seven, and you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at ESPN Lafayette. Shout out to my guy Norman Locke, who is on the SEC Network this morning, talking to Peter Burns. We're gonna uh, have some of that video for you up on our on our Twitter account a little later this morning. But Norman doing a big TV spot on the SEC Network. It's my guy. It's my guy. All right, emails. Derek emails. Scott, do you think the next head coach of Louisiana is already on the staff? Patrick Tony, maybe Mike Desermo. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to disappoint a lot of you. I don't necessarily, at least right now, I don't have like a strong opinion about who the next head coach will be i i didn't really start thinking about it i know the guys at raging review have had some discussions and they do a great job with their podcast I, I don't i just ask me again in a week i guess maybe two it could be it was a question that was asked to maggard yesterday are you ruling out someone on the staff he said absolutely not but it was almost like he wasn't ruling out anybody that was that was my biggest takeaway from it. I also asked Dr. Maggot if they would if they would hire a search firm, and he said that's yet to be determined. Which tells me he might have a few people in mind that he definitely wants to talk to, and then 
from there, maybe hire a search firm. You know, what a search firm kind of does is it, it helps maintain some privacy with the whole thing. But if you already have a list of candidates you want to talk to, I don't know, be as secretive as you can and don't spend the extra money. But if you need to expand that list, by all means, hire it. Like I said, Magger's done a good job with his head coaching hires. He's done a good job. So, I, Derek, I appreciate the email. I wish I had a strong opinion one way or the other, but I, I, have, I have no idea. I think for a lot of ADs maybe, and I'm not speaking for Maggard, like just in general, if you are successful at something and something works well, maybe you have a tendency to try the same formula, right? Doesn't always work. And maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's why people get in trouble. I don't know. But an offensive-minded type coach that has a good coaching tree, that's been an assistant, that's had some success, that's young and up and coming, maybe maybe that's where they go. Like I said, though, I don't have a, a super strong opinion in, a, in that regard. Uh, Joel emails, Scott, who will win a national championship first, Billy Napier at Florida or TBD at LSU? That's a great question. That's a great question. Because on one hand, you know, Florida's been through two head coaches that haven't won a national championship in uh, Shark Boy Greg McElwain and, and Dan Mullen. Now, Urban Meyer won him, won a couple. LSU's been through a couple of coaches, and they've won national championships. They won a national championship with O and Les Miles, and then prior to that, Nick Saban. Now, the turnaround at Florida has been a bit, it feels like it's been quicker, I guess. I mean, Les Miles was at LSU much longer than McElwain or or, or Mullen were at Florida, but that's a good question, but I, I'm going to say Billy Napier. I'm going to say Billy Napier. The reality is, though, for people bagging on LSU and nobody wants to go there and blah, blah, blah. The last three head coaches have won national championships there. Some of them, people were suggesting, weren't even that great of a coach whenever they won a national title, which is kind of silly. Obviously, they were doing something right. So whoever LSU hires will like, you know, they'll, they'll have a good, they'll have a good opportunity. But I think, I, I put it this way. I don't think Billy's going to Florida and and they're going to be in the college football playoff next year, right? You build a foundation a, a very specific way how you want to build it where you get to sustain success, right? Coach Napier is in love with the process. I asked him about that a couple of weeks ago. Why is it? Why do you love the process of it all? He just gave a long answer. But a lot of it came from just watching his dad growing up and his late father and coaching high school football in the year-round dedication to the little things and sort of winning in the day. But, you know, you want to build a strong foundation. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to have some bad drywall where it's going to start rotting after a couple of years. So I, I don't know when it will be, but I do think Napier will win a national championship at Florida at some point. And, and at some point, LSU is going to probably win one in the next 10 to 15 years. I don't think it's going to be a you know, 20, 30-year dry spell or anything, but you're asking me, 
Maybe he was going to win one before that. Thanks for the email, Joel. Appreciate you listening. 269-1077. Clark emails. Scott, do you buy all the chatter that Lincoln Riley didn't go to LSU because he was afraid of the SEC? I, I, I think not really. I think everyone likes to just come up with reasons why a coach does or doesn't do something after the fact, and it's convenient. I mean, I didn't see that coming. No one saw that coming. Him just taking off for USC. I talked to an LSU fan that was uh, at the LSU game Saturday and afterwards was at some taco place and said that everybody there was watching the end of the OU-Oklahoma State game. And when Oklahoma State won, the place went crazy because the assumption among the LSU fans at the restaurant was that this means he'll, he'll be flying here tomorrow. You don't have to wait. He doesn't have to coach in a Big 12 championship game, and then he didn't have to possibly go to a college football playoff because there's still a path for him to do that. No, he can just come here now. And then an hour later in a press conference, he says, I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. Okay. What he didn't say is that I'm going to be the head coach at USC, which came out 16 hours later and, and shocked everyone. Which, again, is a reminder. In college football, there are some things you get a read on early and it's obvious and you move forward and it's exactly how you think it's going to play out. And there are other times where you are completely surprised, aghast, taken back, and Riley saying I'm going to USC was, was a big one. But what does that do? That sort of... The landscape continues to, to to alter in the coaching carousel cycle. You've had 20 FBS schools with head coaching vacancies. Already. Last season, you had 17. You had 20 FBS schools that had, had a coaching change, and some of them have already been filled, right? Georgia Southerns was filled. Florida's has now been filled with Napier. Some of these have been filled. You have 10 that have not. Akron, Troy, Louisiana Tech, FIU, Duke, Louisiana. Then you've got other schools like Virginia Tech, like Washington. Then you've got Oklahoma. You've got LSU. There, again, it continues to alter. And now you're looking at names like Mark Stoops. Can't believe Bob is going to be coaching Oklahoma in a bowl game. That's wild. Hey, he's going to serve as the interim coach. Good for him. You have Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Lane Kiffin. Yeah, you know, Lane Kiffin, he's 46. Some are saying that's where LSU's got to go now. If Aranda doesn't, you know, leave Baylor, and there are reports out of Baylor that they're about to sign, get get Aranda to sign a big extension. Maybe it's Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's a, he's got a little bit of history of jumping around quite a bit. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, P.J. Fleck at Minnesota, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. All those guys have major ties to the Midwest. That's where they've recruited. That's where they've had success. That's where they do their thing. Plus, Fickle, I don't see why he'd go anywhere when Cincinnati is on the brink of somehow, despite the college football playoff committee's attempts to make it as difficult as possible, get them into the college football playoff. But they got to beat Houston this Saturday. 
20 minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock. Appreciate the emails, guys. Thanks for listening. It's the Great Scott Show now at 103.3 on the FM Dow, 1420 on the AM, and streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. For those of you listening via the app, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Wilson or Champagne's Going the Extra Mile. Let's head back to the phone lines. Good morning. I don't know why I've surprised anybody. Why you've surprised anybody? No, why why uh, uh, Lincoln Raleigh surprised anybody? I thought he I thought he had said several days ago that he wasn't taking the LSU job. Well, he said it Saturday night, but that came after reports that there was a plane and he was flying to Baton Rouge, and an announcement could be made as soon as Sunday, and it's. It's a reminder to be careful. Uh, be careful who you're reading. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's pretty simple, Scott. Nobody wants that job. It's a toxic. It's a toxic job. The LSU has turned themselves into a place where nobody wants. Nobody who is supposedly somebody wants to go to coach football. They they made they made their own environment. I don't see why that's that that surprising of a situation, unless unless LSU is either going to be hiring Nick Saban or uh, the guy from uh, Oklahoma State. What's the, what's his name? Gundy. Oh God, no, unless you're going that. after somebody like that. Don't do that. Huh? Oh no, I, I I can't stand Mike Gundy, but that's just me. Do what? I, I can't stand Mike Gundy, but that's just me. Well, I well, you would fit their program. That, that, I don't like that, Mike Gundy. There you, I don't like Mike that's Gundy. That's the perfect coach right no. now for LSU. Gross. Huh? No, just no, no. LSU doesn't want Mike Gundy. They don't want Mike Gundy. Well, if they don't want Mike. Well, you see, here's the problem. LSU doesn't want this. LSU don't want that. LSU don't want something else. Well, everybody else don't want LSU. So you have to pick somebody you don't want because everybody you want don't want you. And they're going to figure that out sooner or later as they go down the list and continue to go down the list and they get around to number 27 or 28, they'll finally figure out, hey, we better pick somebody because we're starting to look really stupid. And I'm just saying that that's just the way I'm looking at it. Unless Nick Saban or Mike Gundy are on that list, no matter what happens, LSU look really, really bad if they haven't called a, a press conference spot a day to announce whoever the head coach is going to be. Have a good day, buddy. Thank hey. you. Appreciate the call. Some would say, hey, you don't think other coaches notice how Coach O is treated in Baton Rouge? Last two coaches won national championships and were ostracized. Well, that's true everywhere. Yeah, it's a little more strong at some schools than other. Either Woodward's just getting beaten down in this wrestling match, and he's about to just go out with the three count, or he's going to have a crazy roll up that no one saw coming. More people believe the former than the latter. Twenty three after the hour of eight o'clock. Humbled, Billy Napier, as he put it. Hired as Florida's new coach. His message to Cajun fans. Talked to Billy last hour. 
going to have the entire interview up for you guys on our website a little later this morning. But if you missed the end of it, where he was talking about his message to the community, we'll play that for you next right here. On The Great Scott Show, it's ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Full terms and conditions. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Scott Show, 8.30 on a Monday. Crazy week of college football. Crazy weekend of college football. Casey Women's Hoops got a win uh, yesterday at McNeese. One double digits. Cajun men lost to Jackson State. That was that was bad. That was bad. Uh, Coach Marlin, from what I understand, is uh, traveling this week, so we won't talk to him tomorrow. We will talk to him next week. Coach Broadhead will be on the show tomorrow. Jay Walker will be on with me from 8 to 9. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun show. Working on some other guests as well. One guest that I was uh, happy to have on, you know, full disclosure, I have on Coach Napier every Monday, except on game weeks where they're playing on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, he, he came on Mondays on for a couple of the Thursday game weeks, but for some of those early games, my point is, barring like something unusual, he's always come on. You could say that things were a little different this go-round, considering yesterday he was announced as the next coach of the Florida Gators. Uh, well, he wasn't officially announced. He was... Florida welcomed him. The official announcement will come uh, on Sunday. But but yes, he was. it was announced that he would become the next head coach of the Gators. 
And, you know, I went through my usual channels, making sure that the interview was still set and, you know, wasn't able to really confirm, which is why I didn't promote the heck out of it. Now, I figured Coach Napier was probably going to come through. But, um, you know, wasn't able to confirm and then texted him directly this morning and, and didn't hear back. And then I tried to call him at the usual time during the break and nothing. And so I was moving forward. And then he texted me and said, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> so about five minutes later than normal, but we got him on. We talked about a lot. The whole interview I'll have up for you over at ESPNLafayette.com little later this morning stay tuned for that but there were a couple of moments in there where you could tell he was getting emotional you could tell he was getting emotional um including when i asked him you know he he talked about senior day and and what he told his players and talking to the seniors and how much they mean to him and then i said we well, also talked to your team in a team meeting yesterday to to give them the news about heading to florida but you know what, let's pick it up from right there. You'll get to hear his response after my question. Sounds like a lot of emotion, Coach, just over the last week for various reasons. You mentioned talking to the seniors Friday again Saturday night. I'm sure there were emotions yesterday. Uh, you call the team meeting. Uh, I, I, my guess is to tell your, your players what your plans are moving forward and what your next job will be. I, I'm guessing you don't want to uh, to share everything you told them, but could you at least share maybe what the underlying message was to them and, and what that was like as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, um, you know, it's hard. You know, I think it's specifically hard for a lot of the young players on the team that have uh, time left, right? They've got, um, great, uh, bright future in front of them. And certainly, um, you know, they're just individual. Each one of those guys in that room are in individual, they're, they're individual in different places in life. Right. And I think that we've worked hard around here to try to have a place that impacts them in a lot of different ways, not just football, but, um, uh, and, you know, it's, it's tough to, break that news to them, you know, and, um, you know, give them insight into what that, what that looks like and how hard that is. And, uh, you know, trying to make them understand what, what goes with those decisions. But, um, in general, um, you know, it's hard, right? Because, uh, you know, part of me, heck, I, I, uh, I want to continue to be a part of those guys' lives and, and uh, help them. You know, I think that's why I coach. I coach for the players. Um, certainly, we've got an unbelievable group of players in that room. So, uh, but you know, I told them, I said, "Look, I'm I'm here the rest of your life, man. You're gonna be able to pick up the phone and call me um, next week, next month, and five years from now, and uh, you know, I'm here for you." So, uh, you know, good and bad, right? I mean, you got a lot of. A lot of guys that understand and certainly excited for you. And uh, the bottom line is they helped you help us get here, right? And uh, certainly this opportunity is a reflection of them. Um, and I'll forever be indebted for, to them for that. Just a little portion of the chat with Coach Napier last hour. Here's another little portion asking him about 
this community in uh, the last four-plus years. Coach, I appreciate it. My final thing for you, uh, and then I know you got to get to work. You had a great uh, message of gratitude you shared yesterday with the administration, your team, the fans, um, and a lot of the reaction that I saw from everyone was was also gratitude, right? A lot of people thanking you. Um, before I let you get out of here, wh- what is your message to the fans, to the community, to the area, um, aside from, I know you're going to say we'll see you at Cajun Field this Saturday, but aside from that, what is what is your message uh, to them for what the last four-plus years have been like for you and your family? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you can't, it's hard to put it into words, um, you know, just how thankful when a community uh, embraces your family, um, you know, your wife, your kids, and, and certainly not only you, but your, all the people that you brought with you, right, and, and their families. And uh, we talk about culture, uh, but uh, this is a unique and very special place, uh, and it's that way because of the people, right? Uh, it's that way because of the values, right? And I think that um, I think it's been special because there's a lot of common ground, right? The importance of people, the port- importance of going out of your way to help others, um, and certainly there's a, a level of pride uh, in terms of representing the university, the community. Uh, and this unique group of people in this uh, Cajun culture the right way. Um, so uh, it's a, it was incredible, and uh, I'm certainly thankful for that. Catch the entire interview again later this morning over at ESPNLafayette.com. But uh, you, you hear the emotion there, and Coach also talked about uh, the win against ULM, uh, preparing for App State in the game this Saturday, and you hear that emotion the discussion about his players the discussion about the community i mean let's be frank the community for those of you that were the game that were at the game saturday good for you there were not enough people there that was a very weak crowd oh, it was a little cold i had rained a little it was a weak crowd for the regular season finale it's weak crowd's got to bring it saturday sunbelt conference championship game there is a december home football game at cajun field a December game at Cajun Field is not a high school state championship, although there will be some of those, but a college football game, a Sunbelt Conference championship. Louisiana versus App State. 2.30. Be there, guys. Be there. Tailgating is going to be out in full force, getting the game scream. Will it be Coach Napier's last game? Doesn't, doesn't know yet. You know, we asked Dr. Maggard that. He said he wasn't sure. It's TBD. I asked Coach Napier that this morning. You get plan to coach the team in the bowl game. He said that's to be determined. You know, there's a lot of things that still have to be decided between now and then. Although he did make one little comment. He said some of that might be up to the players. Where are the Cajuns going to play? It's it's not official, but, I mean, New Orleans, they're going to go to the New Orleans Bowl. New Orleans Bowl has first choice this year. Why wouldn't they take Louisiana? Why wouldn't they take a team that's in the top 25? Why wouldn't they take a school that the five times they've played in the New Orleans Bowl are the five biggest attendances in New Orleans Bowl history? Do the math, guys. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Rivalry weekend in college football was wild. It was wild. Heck, you had some good ones in in the Sun Belt. Texas State, Arkansas State. Arkansas State tried to come back late. They still lost. Oregon, Oregon State had a good one. Florida and Florida State. I mean, it was a little sloppy. It was kind of like the the Monday night football game last night. Game had six fumbles, five interceptions, and oof. You had a Florida State kicker that whipped an onside kick. Ball fell off the tee and was recovered by Florida. Those are wild games, man. Michigan State, Penn State, there were there was so much snow in that game. You literally couldn't see some of the, the Penn State players that were in the white uniforms and were wearing white sleeves and socks. They're practically invisible. It was a close game, though. Michigan State won by three. Game of runs. Baylor and Texas Tech had a had a strong finish. It was close. LSU, Texas A&M. All the focus right now at LSU is on who the next head coach will be, but the game itself, that was fun, man. That was fun. Very, I mean, the final drive, Johnson to Jenkins, sent Coach O out. I'm going to Destin with a win. You know, who's LSU's rival? It's rivalry week. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's A&M. I don't know that LSU has a true one. It's been many, many years since back when it was Tulane. And again, that was many years ago. I mean, A&M fans will probably tell you, even though they don't play and they're going to start playing again every year, that their true rival is Texas. We'll be in the SEC soon enough. NC State, North Carolina was a thriller. Alabama, Auburn was a thriller. I mean, Bama was down 10 nothing in the fourth quarter, come back and win in four overtimes. Michigan, Ohio State brought the drama, and then Oklahoma State and Oklahoma was just wild. Rivalry week was awesome. Add in, add in the fact of all of the coaching carousels off the field, and it's it, it was it was a recipe for college football dominating the weekend, dominating the weekend. Forty two after the hour. Scott at ESPN. 1420.com is the email address beginning tomorrow. You can hit me up, Scott, at ESPNLafayette.com. ESPN Lafayette is the Twitter handle. And you can uh, give me a call, 269-1077. 269-1077. What will the college football playoff look like? What are the rankings going to look like? Is Cincinnati's opportunity in hand right now? Tell you next right here. It's ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, Saints fans? Hey, do you want tickets to each home game? For the road games, would you want to throw an ultimate party? Well, guess what? 
We're giving you the chance to do both all season long. ESPN 1420 is offering all of our listeners the ultimate Saints experience, made possible by our friends at Laborde Earls. For each home game, we're giving away a pair of plaza-level seats along with passes to the fully catered Saints VIP tailgate party with free food and an open bar before the game. What about when the black and gold is on the road? Well, thanks to our friends at Legends, a weekly winner for every away game, we'll get to throw an epic black and gold party either at home or at Legends with the Legends tailgate prize pack. It includes 10 burgers, 10 wraps, and 20 bags of chips that you can enjoy at Legends or from the comfort of your own home. The deadline to enter each week is Thursday at midnight with the exception of Thursday game weeks. Make sure that winner can be you. Head to the ESPN 1420 app and click on Saints with the ticket emoji right on the home screen and that's where you enter to win. It's simple, it's free, and it's easy and it could be you, the winner of the ultimate Saints experience from the Board Earls, Legends, and ESPN 1420. What's up, Acadiana? This is Rich Eisen. Check out the Rich Eisen Show every weekday from noon to 3 and get your sports fix right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN. ESPN. Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Tomorrow, uh, Gary Broadhead will be on for a little bit. We'll talk to Jay Walker. He'll be in for the 8 o'clock hour. We'll have plenty to talk about. Speaking of Jay, Jay and uh, Coach Napier will be at Pete's tonight. The uh, final Louisiana Athletics live show with Coach Napier. They'll be giving away their grand prizes tonight, uh, Pelican Ice Chest, tickets to the 2022 Rice Game, and more at Pete's tonight from 6 to 7, and you can listen here on ESPN Lafayette. But uh, go out there, talk to Coach Napier. Have some fun. Eat some food. Call J-O-D-B. The opinionated diverse bird man, of course. No other meaning behind that. Uh, from the Storm Team through Weather Lab, your weather forecast today, sunny, high of 66 tonight, clear, cool, and low of 44. Warmer tomorrow. College football playoff rankings. I know some Louisiana fans will be watching tonight, hoping they break into the top 25. When you've won 11 in a row, you probably should. I'm going to be watching where Oklahoma State is because Cincinnati is going to be four. Michigan is going to be two or three. Alabama's going to Alabama's going to be two or three. Georgia's obviously going to be one. Cincinnati will still be four, but Oklahoma State will be five. And then they get to play Baylor in a Big 12 championship game next week. While the Cincinnati Bearcats get ready to take on Houston in the AAC championship game. Then you got Georgia and Alabama. Bama fighting to get a shot in the college football playoff. Georgia fighting to keep them out. So Oklahoma State, obviously, if they win, they're going to be big fans of Georgia in that one. And I think Cincinnati will as well. They're going to be rooting for Baylor, though. They they won any 
they're right there. They're knocking on the door. Is there a scenario where Cincinnati could win out and be left out? Never say never, guys. Don't trust the committee yet. Obviously, if they lose to Houston, they wouldn't get in. But if they win out, what if it's a really close game to Houston and they win by a point and it's sloppy and Oklahoma State dominates Baylor and Bama beats Georgia in a close one? Guess what? The committee might use that as a reason to keep Cincinnati out. But now Cincinnati's in a position where they need a number of dominoes to fall to keep them out rather than a number of dominoes to fall to keep them in. But the amount of dominoes that that have fallen to reach to this point. Think about it. Cincinnati is in the AAC. They have had some impressive wins. They haven't lost in a long, a long time. A long time. After nearly two full seasons of being snubbed by the college football playoff selection committee, they got into the top four last week. They have been undefeated in all nine of the college football rankings last year and this year. And then the ninth time, okay, we'll put you in at four. And if they fall to Houston, they'll they're, forget about it. Forget about it. Luke Fickle and the Bearcats. I hope they win. I hope Baylor wins. I hope Georgia wins. I, I hope every single excuse to potentially keep Cincinnati out is out the window to where there is absolutely nothing the committee could do. Nothing. Because championship weekend, there it, it's it's going to be wild, y'all. Baylor, Oklahoma State, Georgia, Alabama, Houston, Cincinnati, Iowa, Michigan. There are there, those are four games right there with college football playoff implications. And of course, you got the one that I'm going to be at. That hopefully all of you will be at right here in Lafayette at Cajun Field, Louisiana, hosting App State. Broadcast on the mothership on ESPN. There's some other games too. What UT San Antonio playing Western Kentucky? The Roadrunners trying to finish, you know, trying to finish with a win. But the fact that they lost to North Texas by 22 was eef. Rivalry week was not kind to UTSA. Now, they're still ranked, but they dropped seven spots. It's one thing to lose your perfect season with a loss. It's another to lose it with a 22-point loss. Tough break for UTSA. But they're still ranked and potentially an opponent for the Cajuns in a New Orleans Bowl. Just saying. You'd want them to still be ranked when you play them. They're hosting Western Kentucky. Utah, Oregon on Friday night. Mario Cristobal's name floating out there as a potential head coaching candidate for a number of those open positions. They play Utah, who crushed them just two weeks ago, knocked them out of the college football playoffs. Will college football own the weekend again? Because they owned it this past weekend. Normally on Mondays, we're talking a lot about the Saints and the NFL and a little college football as well. Now, it helped that the Saints didn't play yesterday, but good Lord. I was at that game Thursday night, and I felt like I was watching uh, an offense that you would see in the fourth quarter of a Hall of Fame game. They were announcing the starting offense, and every time everyone was like, who's that? Who is that? Who's that guy? Other than Armstead, McCoy, and Ruiz, and Ruiz has struggled, you're looking at the rest like, well, that's not a starter. Well, that's not a starter. Well, this guy wasn't even on the roster four days ago, and he's starting tonight? On a short week against Buffalo? 
Yeah. Yeah, there was no way they were winning that game. They're going to have to get really healthy. I say really healthy. They're going to have to get much more healthy if they win any shot at beating the Cowboys on Thursday night. A big thank you to Coach Billy Napier for uh, joining me this morning for our last Monday conversation. I assume, you know, maybe they're in a bowl game and he is coaching them. He said that is TBD. But for now, looks like today was the last time. It was a great combo, though. If you missed it, we'll have the whole thing up for you at ESPNLafayette.com. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Brad Topham coming up at 3. You got Rich Eisen at noon. Dan Patrick is next. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great Monday. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Frather. Yet the best ticket in sports.